0: The following BLTV program is brought to you by O'Flaherty Law. Please enjoy. Hey, everybody, welcome back to this episode of the On Purpose Growth podcast. I appreciate everybody watching and, and listening. And uh, today's going to be really interesting. Uh, I know I'm going to get something out of this, but today I've got uh, Sophie Sheesh. He's the CEO and founder of B Current, and she's a productivity expert. Uh, and what we're going to be talking about is why productivity is about finding your purpose and not about doing more stuff. And I'm excited about this. Uh, I'm hoping I'm going to get a transformation, uh, some type of transformation on here. But uh, Sophie, uh, thanks for being on. And why don't you give people a little bit more deeper background on you, and then we'll dive into the topic.
1: Thank you for having me. This is fun. This is uh... It's one of my favorite topics, obviously, since I spend my life with it. So uh, my company is called Be Current, and it is the result of having been an entrepreneur, still kind of being an entrepreneur, um, and and starting companies and having good ideas and and wanting to do a lot with my life and feeling like sometimes the how to do it and in what order and what are the priorities. And I, I found myself, it's not an easy thing to kind of decide what I do first. And so Be Current was born out of this desire to be very active in the world, but not from a place that was very rigid. And so Mm -hmm. it's a combination of like, I call it productivity with a soul. I like this idea that it's like, I really add my purpose to what I do because a lot of people don't realize that what they do adds up to their lives. You know, like they don't Mm -hmm. see it as like if I spend my day doing things I don't like doing, I'm probably not going to like, the result of all that, right? And so to <laughs> really be very mindful about what gets on my schedule. That's a, a very important piece for me in the in the work that I do is, is really training people to not to have boundaries, you know, to not just let anything go in just because someone asked to, or to be more deliberate about what mm-hmm. gets on the schedule. So that's kind of the that's the that's the juice for me. That's where it's at.
0: Yeah, this that's so interesting because um, so many times when I think about Productivity, and I'll speak for people watching or listening. I think that's what we think about. So, where does that? How do we start changing our thinking or or orienting to this differently?
1: You know, I would say the very first thing is we need to assess what's there. You know, when you want to do I don't know spring cleaning in your house, Mm -hmm. you don't sit here and think, "Oh, where should I start?" And you know, you go to one room and you start putting things out of the closets and out of the cabinets and out of the drawers and you start looking at what's actually there. And so part of the process when people work with me is to really have the courage and the honesty to kind of look at what we we do, like literally we empty what's in our head. That's the Mm. first, like what is actually there? Because a lot of people, they let things take residence inside of themselves and they don't, they're not super deliberate in letting them in. It would be like you and I walk down the street and there's, I don't know, some couch sitting there where people sleep on in the night or whatever. And you would say, I'm gonna bring it in my house. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't just grab something from the street and bring it in. Well, we do that with our thoughts. That is one of the thing and with our ideas Mm. and with our, so someone sends us an email and there we are just like starting to like respond to this thing that may or may not be aligned for us to be spending time with. And so the first step is assess what's already there. So we Mm. can have the, and it is a sobering, for a lot of people, it's a sobering exercise because as long as it's in the mush mush of their heads, Absolutely. you know, it doesn't really, it, they think it doesn't affect them. I think it affects us enormously when we don't have mm-hmm. a clear, you know, head. And so the first step is to assess. Once we've assessed, similar to when you do spring cleaning, you eliminate what you don't need or what's broken or what someone else needs more than you or something that needs to be fixed. You take it away to fix it, right? So similarly, mm-hmm. when you start this process of taking out everything from your internal, uh, pantry, let's call it, um, you start sorting it out. Do I need this? Do I need that? Do I want to do this? Should someone else do that? Like a lot of founders and CEOs, particularly of like startups, everyone does everything. Mm -hmm. And they don't use anyone to help them or delegate. Maybe because at first, you know, there's a question around money and how it's spent. But if I do something that someone else could do for 15 bucks an hour, 20 bucks an hour, I'm actually wasting money by not, because if I was focused on something else like growing the business, uh-huh. I would be making more money. So at the end of the day, you know, sometimes delegating. So there's, what do I delegate? There's, what do I not get involved with at all? Like some of the yes. stuff when I work with people, they realize like, why did I say yes to that? So part of the work is to learn to say no in a kind way, you know, but be kind of like, no, I don't want to come to Ikea this weekend with you because I'm writing a book. I'm yeah. You know, it's like you have this kindness and sweetness about it. But to be very clear, like I I have a big life. I have things to do. And I could choose to go to Ikea with you. There's nothing wrong with doing it Mm -hmm. and Mm being service to your friends. But if you do that more than the stuff that's really, really important to you, at some point, there's a question there to like, you know, why are you not involved with your own purpose a little bit, Mm. right? So one, we assess. Two, we sort. And then we reorganize. So there, I (laughs) want to ask you a question, Brian. It's like a... (laughs) Engaged in your life, like I'm curious. Like, where do you lose track of your? Like, where would you say your productivity is not as juicy, alive, and tight as you'd like it to be? Like, what's your behavior?
0: Yeah, I think it's something that you described. Is you know, I've learned to delegate to a uh, my assistant, and I think there's probably more mm-hmm. that I can delegate. Uh, mm-hmm. And and there's some hesitation there. Uh, I'm I'm not sure what it is. Right? It's, uh, uh, I don't know if it's like like this feeling that I'm asking too much, or the the opposite, mm-hmm. going to give up too much, right? And, uh, or maybe the holding on to it too much. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. And holding on. So, so why do we hold on to something in general? Like, what would be your response to like, why does someone hold on to something they may not need or may not have to be doing themselves?
0: Oh, oh man. A couple things come up. One would be um, the, the, there's uh, one thing would be, well, I can do it better mm-hmm. than, than somebody else. Another mm-hmm. thing is what else would I do with that time? Yes right
1: it's really honest for you to say because it is it is like some people because they're not so in touch with their purpose like if I had time I'm writing a book if I had time I would be sitting there write my book more because that's Um. something that I know is really important to my expression and my freedom and my you know desire to like contribute something so if I didn't have that let's say then there would be this like space right which is one of the scariest thing for humans for some reason like we think that having a pause or that's why we have a culture that's so like do more do more do more Mm -hmm. because people are not used to feeling the space inside themselves inside their house inside their thoughts inside their feelings like a lot of people have been told you know don't be sad don't be upset whatever so then we grow up being these very sophisticated adults and we cannot feel sadness we don't Mm -hmm. know how to we don't know how to feel lonely. We don't know how to feel scared. And it, it's like who what human lives in this planet doesn't have some of those feelings? And so what happens when you start doing the work around productivity, if you do it well, you start tapping into this deeper side of yourself. Like mm-hmm. immediately so honestly said, it's like what would I, like, what would I be if I'm not doing something? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like what would you be? Like you know, a baby who doesn't do much. Is the most essential thing it's like yeah. the confidence is not what we need we need them to be and somehow we've lost that touch with who am I and what do I want to do and what does that look like when I do what actually I want to do and people have lost touch like they do what they have to do we all somewhat like automatically you know we like walk around like doing the thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to the job and they pay the rent and it's like we all doing what we have to do but I'm I'm kind of like revolutionizing to like Mm -hmm. what do we want to do what do we want to do And when you ask someone what do you actually want to do like what would you do if you have time lots of people I left a little bit with like I don't know and that's a really Mm -hmm. good start right that's Mm -hmm. a really, really good start it's like what do I want to do what do I want to contribute what is my I was writing part of the book this morning and I was thinking about this visit I did with my uncle who was in a mental hospital when I was young and I went to visit him He was there for most of his life but i went to visit him once and he wasn't ready and i was walking around very beautiful park and i sat on this bench and there's this old guy and i'm like let's chat while i'm waiting and we started chatting and this guy had a broken heart like you could tell like his life was not what he had wanted and he ended up in this place was clearly not you know when you're well and he started sharing with me that He didn't like his job. He didn't have a good relationship with his kids. He didn't really love his wife who had died recently. And he realized how much he didn't really care to be with her for all these years. And I sat there, I was maybe early 20s. And I remember it it hit me so hard. It was like, it was that vision of like, I don't want to be on a bench in 90 years, 80 years, whatever, and be sitting with this young person and tell them, you know what? I missed the mark. I missed my life. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I, but but you don't decide when you're ninety. That's not yeah. you decide that stuff, right? No, to, not at like, all. no, like we need to decide today. Like what it, what what is something I can do? Because sometimes you cannot do the big thing you want to do, but you could do a little bit. You could do a little something. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this guy I was coaching a few years ago, and he wanted to like sail around the world on a boat. And I so my first question was like, well, have you been on boats? Like, do you know how to sail boat? He was like, no, I've never sailed boats. I was like, okay, well that great and then we broke it down to like he went to the library borrowed some books or or rented some books about sailing he met with a friend of his that has a boat and asked him if he can like volunteer to clean the boat some weekend and we could take him out on a little something something Mm -hmm. three years later the guy is sailing around the world three years later, because he kept because he kept like what is the very next thing i can do what is the very next thing i can do because yeah, you don't have the money to take a year off and go around the thing, that's mm-hmm. fine. But you could go to the library and read a book about it. You can yeah. start putting energy, right? It's like putting energy mm-hmm. going. So with you, with what you were saying, like what could you put energy towards that, that would be something that's really exciting to you that if you had more time, you could do it. Because then when comes an action at you that maybe your assistant could do, mm-hmm. then maybe you kind of look at it a little differently because one, often a lot of people can do better what we think we can do the best.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Right? Like my assistant sometimes I'll literally be like, I'm proud to give it to her because I know like she's going to thrive doing something that for me is going to be like, you know, scratch my head for an hour. And she's really good at that detail stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like she thrives on it. And it's a lovely partnership that she loves to do the kind of detail level stuff that I don't do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how do we identify those places where, one, what is the bigger thing I want to do? Because without that, you're going to say yes to stuff. Like you don't have your own yes. You don't have your own big thing you want to do, right?
0: I love that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say I'm not clear on it. Uh, and that is part of, for me personally, I'm, yeah. I'm fully clear on it. Therefore, uh, I'm stuck.
1: Yeah. There's options. So what, you know, what can we find right now in the next three minutes? Like what can we find? that when you do it, like you think to yourself, I could do this without getting paid. Like, what is it that you do? Oh, that's like that? Uh,
0: for me, it's expressing my uh, ideas and thoughts around um, people being authentically themselves in sales and how to create a, a, a way of being around that. Like anytime mm-hmm. you start journaling that message, which uh, journaling or, or documenting that message, I, uh, I feel that uh, I'm, I'm creating something and, and it actually gives me a good feeling because I'm expressing something that's stuck inside. Here's the catch. Mm-hmm. I don't schedule time to do that. I just do it randomly.
1: Exactly. So what's interesting is it's not like if you were to schedule it, you'd sit there and be like, oh, I really don't want to do it. No. Right? you probably so the first question wouldn't be scheduled time for me it would be what is the very first thing small as it is i don't care 5 minutes what that you could do that would direct your boat in this case like your life mm-hmm. in a direction that gets you to do more of that like what is one very simple thing you could do that would move it in that direction
0: i think it's outlining kind of the framework of my thoughts around this, right? Like if I, if I had to teach somebody to just show up like this and, mm-hmm. and um, everything, it's outline that. So then I can expand on each of the thought areas.
1: Do you know what's crazy for me? It's like every time I ask someone that, I find that the very thing they're not doing, because for you to express authentically, if you were mm-hmm. to express authentically, you would do that. And that's what you say you want to teach others, right? So if you were teaching someone to be authentic right now and to be like, to move in the direction of their own Mm -hmm. purpose, which could someone of course could be sales, like what would you do? What would you teach someone that was like, I'm a little stuck. Like, I don't know how to be more authentic in sales. What would you say to me?
0: Uh, Oh man. Um, What I would say, I would say that um, you're, first of all, your natural self is the best salesperson in the world. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, write down all of the negative things that you think about sales. Yeah. We'll start removing them.
1: Great. So I would say to you, let's remove the things that are in the way of you expressing yourself through a book or through videos or through any of those things. Right. It's like, it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's like, becomes almost like a, I mean, not an integrity question that maybe that's too big, but it becomes a little bit of like what you want to teach. You need to practice on you. Yeah. Right?
0: See, and, right. and what I'm, what I'm, and maybe here's where that the, uh, not the disconnect here's where I stumble is I can do it really well, or I do do it really well on the fly in coaching people yes. haven't yet done is document it so I can create something that can attract more coaching clients.
1: Yes. What would happen if you recorded these conversations and then you start having content? I mean, I'm assuming that's what we're doing now a little bit. Yeah. That's a great idea. But <laughs> like, what if you did, what if you podcasted a conversation that's like a client, like a potential, like me, like, Mm -hmm. you know anyone and you and i would have a conversation that's i mean this may not be for the the podcast right now i don't know what we're doing exactly here but it can very much be like you take you ask five people that want to receive more knowledge about this topic and you interview them exactly like we're doing Mm. and you have a conversation where they tell you like i get a little like if you ask me to talk about my work it's like super easy but if you ask me to be like okay this is what I want to sell you and daddy daddy da it's like I get a little nervous like I'd be really mm-hmm. curious here so maybe we should set up another podcast where yeah, you it's, work on me. It's, that's awesome like, that'd be super fun. That'd be super I fun. think that would be awesome. <laughs> that is that is that is where because we serve each other as mirrors. You know like I yeah. can see things in what you're saying that you can't see for yourself. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've worked with a lot of people that have reflected back to me things that are helpful for me to work on because mm-hmm. I'm willing. And that that is my favorite word lately, to be willing mm. to like, because if you're not willing to look at like this conversation could be a little confrontational, right? I'm a little bit like yeah. hey, you got to go live your life, right? I mean, you could mm-hmm. be a little confrontational, but I don't it's not like I don't care about what you think, but we have to release ourselves from this like prison of. What does he think about me? What is this podcast listener is going to think about? It's yeah. like, who cares? Like, I'm, I'm like what you're teaching, right? Like if you, if I'm authentic, yeah. this is authentic. This is what you get. Like this kind of, you know, whatever. This that's, is. A, like- it,
0: that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> you know, being, and it's also being okay with how the other person responds. Like you're not being a jerk. It's like, yeah. hey, if, if how you show up authentically doesn't resonate with them, the best path Is just being okay with it and allowing them because the 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 thing I found is you find more authenticity through that process.
1: Yeah, and if people don't want to like if people don't want to hang with me because I'm too direct, it's like great. How good what good information? It's like thank you for telling me because I don't think we should hang out. I am super direct. It's like I'm not going to start like shrinking into a pretzel to make sure you're okay. Like that would be first of all every time you talk to someone you'd have to shrink in a different kind of pretzel. That's a lot of work. That's a lot so of that, that <laughs> be, and that is what you're teaching, right? Like, be be your yep. authentic sales conversation, and then you attract the right kind of people. Mm-hmm. I think that that's yeah. a, I think that's a really good topic for a book or a podcast or something.
0: Yeah, it, well, and and that's that's the thing is, is I I allow I allow the the get things done. The uh, you know, there's times where I look back on my day and say, man. I, I, I did a lot today, but what actually did I accomplish or what I do? And, and it's uh, yeah. almost hamster wheelish.
1: Yeah. And I do think that this conversation we're having has to be at the heart of it because it's like when you're a kid and you go to school, you don't kind of have a choice. You do, but you kind of don't because your parents, you know, whatever you, you, you go to school and the teacher says, you need to do this for Thursday and you need to do that for Tuesday. And then you need to learn this thing that Most often doesn't interest you at all, but there you are doing it. And then we throw these children into the world as young adults. And now we're like, well, what do you want to do? Well, I don't know. I've been told what to do all this time. I have no idea. So we have to go back. We have to go back Mm. to this time where we were told that what we need to do is what other people think. Mm. Like we kind of need to reconstruct this machine because. Otherwise, like you rebel what you were told, which is not Mm -hmm. freedom, right? You're just Mm -hmm. doing the opposite of whatever they told you to do, or you just don't know how to initiate your own stuff because you were never really free to do so for the most formative years of your life, right? Like how Mm -hmm. how many kids do we know that are like, well, yes, what do you want to do when you grow up and you want to be a fireman? Because that's all you know, know. but other than that, there's no genuine, deep, real conversations with Mm -hmm. the young people in a school environment where we really are truly asked like what interests you what makes so we all learn to function in a very dysfunctional way i think yeah. with this, this this prison of of not ever really i mean a prisoner doesn't ask what do i do today right just like you get out right. of the yard whatever you're allowed to do and then you come back and that's what you do right well mm-hmm. kids are kind of like that and and we take t- we take too long it takes too long for those years to, to for us to be able to come back. This is a really deep conversation we're having, Brian.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm with so you. I love it.
1: <laughs> this is deeper than I was expecting. But this is really valuable because if we don't take it back in a real way, not like I, we were saying earlier, not from a, I'm never going to do what these people tell me to do and like be a rebel, because that's also not, you're still completely in the prison, right? Yeah. To genuinely sit with ourselves and journal or talk to a computer, whatever it is. Like we can talk to our phones now with all these tools we have, but really answer the question like, what do I want? Like what do I what makes me happy? Where do I like I was just on a call with someone, I thought I was on the call for like 10 minutes. We were together for an hour and a half. But I was having like time, like people think time is is a fixed thing. It's not what you experience in that time. Yes. is really what time is, right? Like we yes. can be doing something like this conversation. We've been talking about 30 minutes. I feel like it's been like 10 minutes because it's <laughs> exactly. so interesting. Well, how do we do our lives So we have a series of those, a series mm-hmm. of things that when we're doing it, we literally are like, wait, what just happened? Like it's three it's three mm-hmm. o'clock in the afternoon, right?
0: Mm-hmm. I, I love that because it, uh, when I go through, when I experience time like that, I feel rooted and grounded in my purpose.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's the exercise like how. OK, so let me ask you this. If we have another minute. What percentage of your time and be I mean, you don't have to say it out loud to all of us, but you can yeah. really do it with yourself. Like what percentage of your time would you say today? Not today, today. In your life, mm-hmm. would you say is represents this grounded time? Like how often do you think you are there?
0: So I'm going to throw in. I gonna think I think. Through, this, yeah, through the that. coaching that I do, like with clients, because that 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 actually shows some of that time. So I would say, thirty five percent of my time is with clients. I would say another five percent is without. Mm-hmm. So that's sixty percent of my time. I'm not I'm not, you know, uh,
1: it's a lot. It's all and it's also nothing like when I, I worked with someone once who when I asked him a question similar to that, he said 95% of his life, he wasn't in his perfect 95. I mean, I started crying. It was just like, you just killed me like that. And he's super bright, super yeah. intelligent guy. Well, so for you, what could be interesting since we've identified 40%, let's say, how do I get what would, I, what would it take to even go 1% today, or even 5%, this, whatever it is, like, decide a number that feels comfortable. But what would that look like to have one more? What would you have to delegate? What mm. would you have to do differently? What would you have? What risk would you have to take? Like I would journal on those things. Like I would take like yeah. an hour of my time, go sit somewhere <laughs> where nobody needs my attention. I would do that. That's one of the things I recommend to my clients all the time is like, how do I sit with me? Because I need to know what that is. I need to know who that is, right? Yeah. <laughs> we often haven't spent enough time and we like doing lives out of this place that's not anchored in who we actually are. There's something mm-hmm. wrong with that. Something yeah. that's not, right? We don't, yeah. we don't have just any food. We eat food because we've tried food. We didn't like it. We've tried this food. We really liked it. We've mm-hmm. tried this movie. We really liked it. So we like this kind of movie, right? But we don't do that for our most deepest purpose in life. Like, what do I, where do I get completely turned on? And then try to like build your career and build your life more mm-hmm. so you and more of that and you make money of that. That's, I think that's the gem. I think that's where the juice is.
0: I, I agree 100%. It's, uh, uh, I, I'm It's beginning to learn that faster now as my business grows as I grow. Uh, and uh, it's living into that, right? The knowing and doing are two completely different things, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it's not there, though, if you don't know, right? You, yeah. have to know. you have to know. So then when you know... My work, actually, funny enough, as we're probably wrapping up here, Mm -hmm. is in that gap. Like, how do you, once you Mm -hmm. know, what Mm -hmm. is the very next, like, if we said to you, you're 60%, okay, great, 60%, you're not in your grounded space, Mm -hmm. Well, what do we do so that 60 becomes 55, and then 50, that becomes, like, manageable. Yeah. Because sometimes people scare themselves with, like, I'm going to go climb this giant mountain. It's like, I don't know, let's go buy a pair of shoes. Let's go buy a pair of shoes shoes right and let's go for a small hike and then go for like we don't just start like climbing the tall mountain and yet somehow with life we expect it to either do the tall mountain or nothing at all and that's yeah. you know, let's let's go by hiking shoes let's go do a little something that moves it in the right direction
0: i, I love that i think that is phenomenal advice because uh, what for what i've noticed is that pe- the large numbers of people fail because they try to go to the top of the mountain once and they don't get there for some reason. Rather, they
1: get burned out. They get like,
0: yeah. And uh, you know, there's times where I tell clients like, "Hey, you know, like they're they're new into generating sales, and like, hey, let's just go have two conversations a week, just two, right? Not not make a million dollars, not
1: seven conversation an hour or whatever yeah. do goals to. I agree with you."
0: it just doesn't make sense. I'm not saying do away with the big, hairy, audacious goal. I'm saying let's chunk that goal down into small parts. So I, I, I'd love your advice on this. So, Well, listen, this has been, for me, awesome. I'm, I'm hoping that it's been- It
1: was be- awesome for me. Thank you. It was fun to follow. I love following. I, I don't have talking points. I'm bored with talking points. Yeah, no, it's like a real conversation.
0: Well, and it was. Uh, I I appreciate your uh, your transparency, your genuineness, and, and your authenticity because I, uh, you are living what you uh, what you preach. What I
1: preach, huh? Well, that's that's the best compliment you can give me. Thank you. It was super fun. You were incredibly transparent and honest and open as well, which makes these conversations. I think we all want them yeah let's have them right like we all all want them and then we keep like wondering why we're not having them i think it's it just takes that just like leap right just ask something different and have the courage to to show who you are. I loved it. Thank you. Love that it. was really a wonderful conversation.
0: Yeah. So how can uh, everybody who's watching and listening get a whole review? Uh, where can they find you? Your website.
1: Website is easy. You know, becurrenttoday.com. Becurrenttoday.com. This notion of being current is one of my favorite ones. Mm. Like uh, literally, like what is what is real, what is true right now. Like let's go with that. So becurrenttoday.com, and there's lots of articles, lots of things online um, about that. So cool. more to come.
0: Well, again, I appreciate your time and uh, thank you everybody for tuning into this episode of the On Purpose Growth Podcast. Uh, this is Brian McDonald and uh, go, to, go to Sophie's website, go check that out. Uh, I know I will, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Take care.
1: Thank you.